Hey everybody, this is Watch Me Open, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hi, Mom. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, kind of, details at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, who can it be? It's no I love that song. For years I didn't realise it was Michael Jackson singing the chorus. Oh really? I know, it's it's really weird because I had that on I had that song on Now That's What I Can Music Volume Four back in nineteen eighty four. Um and played it until the tape broke. Nice. Yeah. I imagine um, like in a flash dance scenario, like you're alone in a warehouse and you're oh, running because that's how I do it. Yeah, so I and I do the thing where I pull the thing and loads of water goes all over yeah. me and I flick my hair. It's orange soda though. It's not water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it sticks to the material that I'm wearing and my nipples. Uh, you look good. A little bit. Yeah, we're talking good. about nipples again, which our guest loves hearing about. Our guest loves hearing about nipples. Listen, I'm going to just get straight into it. Um, our, our guest returning. Returning to the at the MCC pod, find us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Um, is Billy Versace? Is it Versace? I don't know. I'm bored. AK, watch me open. Hence, thank you. Well, thank you. Week kind of source mm-hmm. of the episode, or technically, party stud, which I'm going to yeah. ask. He got the T-shirt from because he looks lovely. Party oh, Thor, damn! Party Thor from the, from What If? Oh, so, that is really good. And it's uh, Vizozzi. That uh, Vizozzi looks fine. Dutton, Billy V. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Billy. And yeah, returning guests. Very returning. Very exciting. It's funny. Uh, I was thinking about. I don't know how uh, deep dive you guys are into Saturday Night Live, but early in the nineties. John Goodman was a a guest several times. And at one point he broke Steve Martin's record for most uh, appearances as the host. And they did a whole thing where, where like they put him in a throne and they put a crown on him. And and, and so that's how I envision me, my, uh, my career here ending is, is I don't know who has the record right now, but when, when it gets to the point where I have the, you know, I've broken it, I expect to be treated similarly. So you will be. Crown is in the mail. I think it's a good idea. He's been on either. Well, to be fair, I I don't think anyone's made it past two at the moment, have they? Uh, Kevin's been on twice. Kevin number one. Hey, Hey. Um, Uh, Kevin. Yes, Kevin Mm -hmm. number one. Uh, We've had Brad Galley on twice. That's right. Uh, Brian Bode on twice. Travis from Upper Deck on twice. Um, yeah, I think most people. Yeah. After doing the first one, just kind of walk back to their car and discuss going, I'm never f***ing doing that again. Yeah. And, um, That's usually why we can't get them back twice. They yeah. realize what a mistake it was the first time, the second time they're on here. Or they're still dealing with the legal fallout and the traumatization for it. 
Yeah, very well, much. My head size is a seven and three eighths. If you're getting the crown fitted, okay. I'll write okay. it down. This is good. This is good. Um, um, the um, yeah, PTSD is podcast traumatic stress disorder. That's what they're <laughs> suffering from. <laughs> oh dear, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is why you don't give me any electronics. It's just. There we go. Sorry, I couldn't resist. It was just there, uh, begging me to to go back to it and um, and push, oh, push it's it too easy. Philly, so you wanted to come back. Let's let's get into it. You wanted to come back and talk about Billy. Billy messages me and goes, "Yo, bro, Brokowski, I've got a great idea for an episode." <laughs> I did. Not, I did not. Say you did not call me Brokowski. No, Billy's known for his Brokowskis. I would have. I would have hit the lead. Uh, I would have went with Ab- Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. <laughs> <gasps> of course, yeah, all the Wayne's World jokes. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, hobby diplomacy. Mm. Yeah, it seems, it was, seems a little churched up of a way to say it, but I, I, I just wanted to kind of encapsulate everything. It's 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 no secret. It's no joke that. Uh, as we've been growing at such a rapid rate, there's there's been a little uh, dissent between the old guard and the newcomers. Mm. Somewhat, yes. I think it's fairly safe to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At least having a mouthful. So yeah. there, there's a good deal of us in the middle that uh, that have kind of just been sitting back watching. And, and, and I thought th- there's some things that we need to talk about and clear the air as far as, uh, as, far as how, how we want to play this moving forward and, and what we think is okay and not, and, and I don't know, just kind of, like I said, diplomacy, decorum, and, and, and how, how we should uh, be carrying ourselves out. I yeah. love it. And and not and, and look, let me preface by saying I don't see myself as an authority or an expert or or someone who should be telling other people what to do. I'm I, for the most part I've been trying to take an objective uh, stance and just kind of see both sides of things. Um and I I would hope, you know, I'd prefer not to 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 talk about any specific thing that's happened, but but there there've been different things. It's it's, it's not just one thing. Um whether it's a uh, People coming in and and they want to buy something, and 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 they kind of they kind of get dogpiled on because they're asking for for a particular type of thing that just seems to be the the hot fire right now. Not yeah, a ticket yeah, yeah. item, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of little things too. I mean, it really has been what six months of this kind of like. I mean, it's been longer, but six months where it's been kind of like ramped up. I think just to give it a number where there really has been a change in the hobby. And it's funny too, because Ian's been in the hobby collecting at the level that I'm collecting at longer than I have for sure. And Ian knows of the people called like the old, old guard. Well, the old guard, like the original old guard, um, which is just a really crazy, um, very specialized collectors who, really had a fix on a lot of pieces and I'm sure everyone now who's gotten into the hobby, who's been collecting now for some time and building up their collections, grading all this kind of really good stuff. That's healthy for the hobby. It's kind of looking around and realizing some of these cards are just held by people. 
and there is no way to get certain things. It requires trading. It requires time and all this stuff. And I think that's a lot of it. Um, and I think that's part of the frustration that I'm seeing happening in the group. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are figuring this out at like different times on what a pain that is and how difficult that is. Because I think once the audience grows for Marvel cards and, and Billy and I just spoke about this a little while ago, how small, how much, how, how there's not really much there for Marvel. Not really, not comparatively to like other cards. I was just talking to Swami, um, uh, Shani Swami, who, who's on YouTube. I was just talking to had a private conversation with him recently, and he was showing me like how many Pokemon cards, how many Charizards, and like just the amount of product that there's there is able to be had. And I look at Marvel cards, and I'm just like this is going to get worse because <laughs> there's going to be less things to get. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's a great episode. I remember uh, Ian told me that you sent him the list of the, the outline of the, of the show and how you want to like approach it and I absolutely love it. I'm excited. We're, we're actually doing this. I think it's going to be really fun to kind of get into it. So it's funny you mentioned that, that there's not a lot of them because I, I, I remember seeing the other day someone was talking about prop reports and, and they mentioned sports cards. And I forget what sports card they mentioned. I'm sure it was like a Michael Jordan, whatever. But but this particular Michael Jordan card on the on a pop report, there's thirty eight hundred of. And, and, and then someone else was talking about a, a, a Spider-Man card that there's 30 of. Yeah. And I, I saw a video in the week from a guy. Um, I sent it to you, Norrin, actually. Did you make it all the way through? Yeah. That, that yeah, kind the, of um, about a 10-minute yeah. started off as a bit of a rant, but at, by the end of it, he was actually – Yeah, with the guy. Yeah, it was yeah, good. I was almost tattooing what he was saying onto my, onto my skin. He was making so much sense. But he referenced a card where there's like 18,000 of them. It's crazy. Which is crazy. So. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Neo. Neo uh, Comics and Cards, and he was saying similar thing. He was bringing up numbers because he was kind of remember back in the day, like he was the one that was kind of opening like 1990 Marvel Universe packs on 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 air. And then, you know, Billy got into it. Billy opened a lot of really good, you know, Billy opened the 96 box. A lot of people didn't get never have gotten to see before uh, watch me open, which is just an awesome channel. And, you know, Neo was talking about that, too, and looking at the numbers. And it's kind of crazy when you start putting it in perspective, like it really, I mean, the difference is insane to think that the audience can grow by, I would say the audience grew by what more than 50%. I mean, it, feel, it feels like more than 50% of the audience has kind of popped into Marvel cards a little bit. I think so. I think we're seeing a second wave as well, because there was a wave yeah. just over a year ago with the, um, the first, um, wave of it was very much washing up on the shores of the Marvel Universe 1990 and the Mr. Marvel Stan Lee card and you know that was yeah, the kind the of focus. Yeah, and and those you remember those boxes got kind of peaked and people were trying to sell them raw for crazy prices and just um and then it kind of it, it died off very quickly I think because of the fact that, that a lot of the cards didn't and couldn't come back um so the weather got nicer and people went outside and you know, kind of like everyone kind of forgot about it but um but i think we're seeing another kind of wave now it's it's, it's an unfortunate analogy i'm going to make because because the people of tonga had a terrible time with that with that tsunami the other week but the thing with tsunamis is that the first the first time it hits is is never the worst it's always the second and third times that, that come in and maybe worst is the wrong wrong thing to say when when we got talking to this. But I think as you know, there's obviously a, a massive disruptor in the fact that 
people have suddenly cottoned onto the fact that cards are there. Whatever lit that blue touch paper, be it Gary V or you know whomever it may be, but that that blue touch paper has been lit, and I think we're seeing a second and third wave of that interest. You know. It, you know, of the new washing up against the kind of the, the little islands of the old that are out there. Um, I went deep with that one as well. I was doing, I was doing this, I was doing this with my hands. Um, Maybe most intense instead of worst. Yes. Most intense. Yes. Yeah, um, I agree. But one, one thing before we move on, the one thing, the other thing um, I thought was interesting, what you were just saying, Norin, was you were saying about, you know, people coming into it and i think i think the one what it requires you know to, to come into it one of the things that i think is is possibly missing from the list is um relationship building um one of the um one of the biggest challenges i think at the moment is that there are a lot of people coming in who don't want to take the time to do that. They want to be very abrupt and they want to be very like, okay, this is what I want to get. This is what I'm going to go. Maybe because it's just how they are as people. Maybe that's just how they conduct themselves online. Or maybe that's the world they've come from in terms of how, you know, uh, things work. And I think because Marvel is a relatively small pond, um, you know, the, the secret to being a big fish in a small pond with Marvel cards is, is that, networking is that relationship building is that you know you know a lot of people know each other and you know of yeah built up um relationships you know whether they whether they would be friends in real life irl is is kind of a moot point you know they've built up that that courtesy and that respect from having you know seen each other around and tip of the hat to your collection sir and things like that and have probably traded or or transacted at some point so um so I think that goes a long way. I'm not sure where I'm going with that. It just occurred to me. It was just a thought that popped into my head. So I'm going to stop talking and let Billy say something because he's actually a guest <laughs> on our show. <laughs> no, so we, we could just dive right into the, this uh, this outline. And uh, we've kind of beat around the bush already w w with some of the things we've been talking about. But the first thing that, that I had was uh, about selling cards and this idea of selling cards being taboo or verboten where if you're if you're selling cards then you're not a real collector you're not a real marvel fan because you're selling your cards how could you sell these cards and and i think that's absolutely fallacious i think selling is an integral part of collecting i think any intelligent collector who doesn't have unlimited means should be selling cards because everything that comes into your possession unless you're you're very selective. Is is not going to be in your forever collection. It's not going to be PC. Even as you two guys, the, the two of you are the, I, I would say the epitome of character collectors. I know Ian does have some sets, but but there's there's surfer stuff that you've had to 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 move on from, and there's black cat stuff that you've had to move on from. So that doesn't make you a a, a crappy black cat fan. Because how could you – I thought you were a Black Cat fan. How could you sell something or get rid of something Black Cat? Yeah. I mean it's it's true. There's a lot of – and it's weird. You know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people who, who get – who are just coming into the hobby say that and, and talk about selling and it's a natural part of the card hobby. And I think a lot of people – are thinking about it in different ways when you have someone who comes from sports or pokemon and they're talking about selling it's very different to when you talk about marvel card selling only because 
it's just not so ingrained in the audience yet, unfortunately. And I think that's just a little bit of the hesitation and the and the difficulty here. Because a lot of Marvel card collectors, at least the ones I know, who really just don't sell. Like Ian and I know enough uh, collectors where they just cards are not being shown because they don't even want to think about selling them. So, and it's very strange. And I think that happens because, and I was, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, actually. It's interesting how there's going to be a major difference. And I think a lot of collectors are going to learn this. Unfortunately, like I did the hard way, um, which is just so depressing. But I think a lot of people are going to learn that Marvel cards don't operate only as cards. They also operate like art and art buying and art trading. I think that's a really difficult concept to grab when you start looking at cards and you understand that collectors are not looking at them as trading cards. They're looking at them as art pieces. You know, hence the non-grading and the the attitude towards grading, which is a shame. Um, hence the attitude towards other things that seem so normal in the card world to us as card collectors. But and we were talking about this on an episode just recently, being a, a curator instead of a collector. And I think there is going to be a major difference there uh, between those two types of collectors. And I think you're going to see that even harder when you get into sketch cards. But I think a lot of people are still that way, even with um, trading cards they have. You know what I mean? Not not even PMGs, like way, you know, other things than PMGs. You're going to realize that's very much like, no, you know, I bought this. I have this piece. This piece stays here with me. I look at it every day. This this is this piece. It stays on the wall. And I think that's that's the big discrepancy. The truth is there is no problem selling or flipping. I can't tell you how many people when I first got into this, I did commissions like I I took on I, I couldn't find surface cards, surface sketch cards. So I, I got it into getting a piece from artists and I would do videos and support them and spotlight them. Ian remembers that was my whole channel originally. That's why mm-hmm. I was called Sketch Card Hive. Um, a lot of people don't know that because it was a while ago now, but I ended up stopping because I kept having so much anxiety about the process and it was like, I love the cards, but it would never be exactly what I wanted. And that was my fault. That wasn't the far. I had like amazing sketch cards from artists. Like I really did. Mm. I ended up having to sell them to buy the ones that I would find randomly that were like pack pulled or ones that were just never seen. And I would see them. I'd be like, Oh, that's exactly what I was picturing in my head. And I had to learn through my own discovery phase that, okay, a year or two of buying a piece from artists, I wasn't holding them long enough. You know, I would for a long time, or I would just trade them from other surfers, but I wasn't making money on, you know what I mean? Commissions, I get a little more gray about, but it's just my opinion, not the opinion of what I have for other collectors. Other collectors can do whatever they want. But anyway, I realized very quickly, I was like, you know what? Instead of having all these APs that I keep finding myself trading to get other cards, I'm going to hold off on that. And I'm just going to be looking at eBay and I'm going to do the hunting thing. And that's kind of where I fall into. I still get APs every once in a while because I just love the work. But, you know, the card collecting thing kind of came from that for me. So and I understand it completely. Yeah, I understand the taboo of selling, especially when you're a character collector. It's pretty severe. Um, And people do very get very judgmental at that. which is always, you know, it's a shame. It makes you feel bad. You make, you know, Ian jokes about it all the time. You know, I have things for a little bit and then I, I move on from them. <laughs> um, but, you know, the tr- truth is, man, when you're a character collector and you can't find things anymore, you want to participate in the hobby, but then realize 
you don't have infinite funds. Yeah, I think as well. The other thing as well is that I think a lot of collectors do this. There's a constant shedding of skin going on. Um, what you might have found and got caught up in the excitement of it release you know two years later you'll be sitting there looking at it and going mm, nah, that, that set doesn't really fit my collection i enjoyed collecting it but it doesn't really it's not it's not in its forever home and i very quickly came to that realization not too long ago with marvel ages and i think that was kind of my yeah. start of my turning point actually that set was the one where i kind of looked at it and i was very quickly okay actually i'm looking at a lot of these sets and um you know i've made i've trimmed a lot and i've got a lot more to go so you know i've 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 decided what my core set collection road will be and i've been parting with the other stuff um some of it i've not been able to sell others of it i've i've I had an, a tremendous success because I hadn't realised how much uh, in demand it had been. I think, fortunately, most of the stuff falls into the former category. <laughs> I've still got a whole two boxes full over here. And part of that is, of course, the challenge that I'm in the UK. So, you know, it's um, mm. it can be pricier for people to buy um, and have it shipped over unless it's something they really, really want. So, um, But, you know, I get that because it was pricey for me to get it in the first place for, for the same reasons. Um, I think where I, and I've talked about this before, I, I I, um, I've never been I, I acknowledge that flipping goes on and it's a whole thing and their hashtags flip life and all this sort of stuff and you know comms make it a big part of their content and a big part of their vibe and you know I've just never really been very good at it it's never really interested me in that in that way you know buying something specifically just knowing that I'm getting it at a cheap price and then being able to mark it up uh, it's just ne never something that sat well with me as a person maybe it's a cultural thing i don't know but i've never really liked liked it but i get that people do it where i've drawn the line however is that and we've had a few instances of this in 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 the group and they've all ended with the with the person being excluded because and you know i'm hoping this doesn't change but we've been quite lucky especially in the mmc group that we've had some of the big creators with us and they've offered us stuff in the group that's exclusive to the group uh um uh, community friendly prices now they're not not mean to say they're doing it for 50 bucks when they could do it for 200 bucks but they're doing it at a price that'd be like okay this is a fair price for me and i'm going to sell it in the group and what i've had an issue with is where people have taken advantage of that and then gone sell it on ebay for three four five times the price and the same has been true with access to artists you know we've had ex-members of the group who have um commission stuff off people or bought APs off people and even before the artist has actually mailed it to the person they've got it on eBay because the artist sent them a picture at three or four times the price and that is cut for me that's where I draw the line you know I, I you know I Someone, someone in another group accused, accused me of having rose-tinted um, uh, lenses uh, towards this. I don't think there's anything <laughs> oh, yeah. wrong with aspiring to an ideal um, and aspiring to a better way of how to conduct yourself. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of it comes down to conduct. If you buy something from someone in the group and someone was doing it because they're selling it you know to the community and to mates and that you know maybe they could get a little bit more for it on ebay but then when you take off the fees yada 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 
but you know, when you do that and you, you you're buying from it, or buying from someone who might not know what they've got and is selling it to though, and they take advantage of it. Someone else did that in one of the groups. They bought some sketches. They bought um, a car sketches, I believe it was, of someone who really didn't uh, appreciate the value of them, and they you know they bought them off them and they they flipped them immediately to their eBay store at three times the price. You know that for me that 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 was drawing the line. But yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I think. Um, I think if if it's if it's blatant like that, you kind of instinctively know when someone's taking the p- and crossing the line. Uh, but for the majority of people, it isn't. I mean, one of the other things we've had recently is people who may have bought some original art of someone um, who knew they may they might have owned it for a year to eighteen months and are turning around to sell it. Um, I've got no issue with them adding a bit onto it because the market's gone up on them. But some people don't feel that way, you know, so. Right. And and, and I think one of the biggest aspects of, of what, you know, because, you know, we use the word flipper. And I feel like well, whenever we hear the word flipper, it's got this negative connotation. We conjure up images of this. Uh, Dolphin? This, well, yeah, that or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or a man Sorry, in a brown trench coat selling watches out of, his, you know, his insides and, you know, the, the, the man, the. the you know what I'm talking let's about? Let's move on. No, let's move on. You said insides. <laughs> no, inside, inside of coat jacket. You look like you're flashing me. Uh, well, yeah, I, I realize that. They, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Like selling the watches and the trench right, coat. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It's it's an image. It's there. Whatever. It's real. Um, it's an American thing. We do it okay. every Sunday. Okay. Don't worry about you carry it. Carry on. You carry so, on. It's a thing. Any, on anyway, I, I think what it comes down to is the circumstances under which you acquired whatever it is that you're selling. I, I, because, and. To use my own experience, Black Diamond. You, you guys know. Everybody knows. Everybody was witness to the insanity that that I put into that on EPAC to to get that achievement. It went hard. Yeah. Uh, and Black Diamond, the set itself, was only interested in the sketches and using the cards in the set to trade for sketches or other or other uh, PC items. And those achievements. I don't collect autos. It's just not for me. But I saw an opportunity there to to sell them, and there was no, there's really no established market. And I had conversations with a lot of people about what should I sell these for, and I put one up, and the the, the first one, the Hemsworth, sold in under you know six hours. Um, so I didn't see anything wrong with that. I didn't see like I was taking because. For one, like I said, the circumstances under which I acquired them, I invested money and I grinded and I traded and I wheeled and dealed. Um, So it's it's not like I I took I had to take advantage of someone to 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 get that position in those cards. Um, but and and maybe the amount of time between you you buying it and selling it but obviously there there's the whole other side of this that we're not even talking about how how many times have we seen it in the group where people have life events like mm-hmm. i got to get out of collecting i lost my job you know i'm behind on payments i i overextended myself in the hobby i'm sick i got hurt you know my my wife my kids and, and and like and for the most part, I feel like the the community responds very well to those situations, and we come in droves and we and we buy this guy's stuff up and we say, "Hey, man, we're here whenever you're ready to come back." So, you know, we I, have I, many, yeah. We, we have we have to consider the individual also that, that this is coming from, and 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 
my whole point was to avoid a generalization, uh, a preconceived notion about anytime someone sells something. Yeah. We don't know the whole story and we don't want to judge someone or, or, or chastise someone or cast them out. Um, we, w- we want to remain a very welcoming community, hmm. the community that welcomed me when I came in. You know, and that, that that's why I'm literally here right now on this podcast with you guys because of how I was welcomed. Welcome. I think it's lovely, man. I mean, there's no reason for us to and there has been this activity in the group from people who are also experiencing things we don't know and who are also seeing change in the hobby that is, to be honest, very different and very scary. And, you know, people are making rash decisions because they themselves feel attacked for the hobby changing on them. So I think there's a lot of people making these decisions very quickly. And I think, you know, in terms of the Marvel card hobby, using the word flipper in negative ways, I do think that's poor judgment. I don't think that's right. Uh, Definitely not right. It is part of card life and it is something we all do. And I think flipper everywhere else is kind being a flipper is i know i was just about to do it too i was about to sing the flipper song i was so close i saw billy do the thing and i was like i was about to do it but being a flipper in the card hobby is kind of like part part of the ecosystem right and i think that's the thing a lot of people don't understand yet is that the ecosystem in marvel cards is changing and the relationships you make are going to be the things that let you survive and persevere the longest um you know i've been (laughs) brokering deals for a lot of people recently and for the last year and a half and doing a lot of work on the inside of you know selling people's collections helping people out you know people asking me hey listen i need cash and i want to sell this and i've been doing a lot of stuff for a year and a half now of, of that kind of work for people to help them out Mostly friends and collections that I trust. I usually don't, you know what I mean? I usually, I only do it with people I I know. I know that they kept their collection nice and I know it's going to be the real deal. Um, And, you know, I I, I think it's, (laughs) man, it is really special to see someone who's had something for years and realize, oh, wow, this is going to help me buy my house. This is going to help me get out of this financial bind. This is going to help me take care of my grandmother who's, you know, sick. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard some real stories and life-changing things happening because of people selling things that they absolutely love, but they need life things. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, and I think that will change. I think a lot of people right now are upset that they're not the prom queen and king of their high school dance, and I think that's unfortunate, and and, and I think people are just going to have to – realize how much of this stuff is changing whether it's whether they like it or not and find a way to adapt we kind of talked about this on an episode that hasn't aired yet just a little bit in terms of you know how to look at your collection and stuff like this so it's always a good conversation to bring up again but yeah i agree i don't i don't think you know being a card flipper should have such negative connotations to it and let's be real. How many of the people that that ultimately end up judging the person selling are just jealous or resentful that they don't have the same position in that card? I think I don't want to judge people like that, because if we're not judging flippers, then I don't want to judge the people who are getting mad at them either. I think I think it happens for various reasons. I think people get upset 
it's very weird, man. And Marvel's been really small. But a not lot, even not even say jealous, but but they they might end up doing the same thing if they had that position. Everybody you know? would. I mean, let's be honest. And some people don't. And I, and you know, to be fair, I know a lot of people who have things like I just did this for. Well, I don't want to out his name or anything, but I have a. Uh, there was a friend. I mean, a friend. I know this guy. I've met him a couple of times, and apparently, he's been helping out uh, you, Lucid, and a lot of other great people because um, his collection on Rittenhouse and other things are just phenomenal. You know what I mean? And I just went ahead and he trying to build an eccentric set, and he needed the two prowlers I had. I gave it to him at cost. Because he was, and I'm not going to mention the name, but I, I did this because I heard through the grapevine that he had been basically selling cards at cost. And some of the diamond silver surfers I have <laughs> were from his collection. I just didn't know it at the time. So, you know, like, but that's what that's what I love about the community more than the judgmental stuff that I think will pass is that we are very aware of who is in here and who's like trying to grow with us and, and trying to be... And you don't have to sell things cheap to be a good person. Don't get the, don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of cards that I bought cheap that I sold for exactly what they were costing in market and made a profit. And I, whatever what people want to call me, that's fine. I love it. It was great. It was fun. It was exhilarating, and it happened. Um, and I don't think anything's wrong with that. But I, I do think that you know, there's a lot of people out there who who are not, you know abusing the system or abusing the time we're in either and i and i think i think i get i get where those guys are coming at you know what i mean because they, they feel like they're being inched out i'm sure ladies and gentlemen that are that are doing that i don't know it's a bunch of different people different reasons you can't lump them all in together well said so the the as i see ian uh making notes um Actually, for a second, he was he was so intently making notes. I thought his uh, his camera froze. The next thing I had was uh, about you know we call it pumping your cards and this flexing. This, 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 yeah, well, and and people doing it with the intention of driving up the market value for a particular card, insert year, character, and and they're only doing it because they have a. a, a uh, an ideal position in in that card, you know, in whatever that that thing is, um, and and I and I feel like that's manipulation. Um, if if there's an let's just for example, let's say there's an out of twenty five card, and you have twenty of them, and you want to all of a sudden make it seem like this card is going to be the hot fire, it's going to blow up, it's going to go through the roof, then then that's that's manipulation because you're only doing it because you have it. It's not because you think it's 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 going to be like an organic. Uh, uh, interest that that's generated, and and that and that does happen, and and I think uh, as a, as a principle, there's nothing wrong with pumping a card if it, you know if we're talking about specking, right? Uh, like me specking Moon Knight because the the trailer was incredible because the trailer was fun. That was because awesome. the trailer was shown during Monday night playoff football yeah. prime time. All, you know, half of America got to see it. Um, cool character. You know, he's often said that he's the Marvel's Batman. Yeah. Um, and Oscar yeah. Isaac Academy Award winning actor. It's got all so these things good. going for it. Like that's that's me pumping that. That's organic. I feel like that's that has the potential to come from a real place. But but me pumping, uh, you know, like. 
uh, Beetle, because I've got, you know, the market cornered on Beetle cards. Beetle's important. <laughs> really important vital character to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I heard Michelle Pfeiffer is going to play Beetle. I don't want to, like, <clears throat> blow anybody's we're, mind, but... We're 35 minutes in and we've got organic pumping happening, so my mind has already been blown. <laughs> Ian's gone. No, I agree <laughs> with you. Like, you know, it's funny. You know, it's really funny. I was talking to, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there because... You know, I, I'm going to put this out there, but I was talking to someone who was posting in the group and they were stacking cards and showing that they had many of them. And, uh, and I'm sure saying that word, everybody knows. And I love this guy. And I, I messaged him and we were talking. And this person had been buying these cards a year prior to anyone. Like a year and a half. Like imagine that before all this stuff would happen, someone looked at Marvel cards and said, you know what? I want to buy this stuff. I want to get in on this. I'm going to buy doubles and I'm going to get the best grades possible. Now, a lot of us hearing this now are probably like, what are you talking about? And all this other stuff. But it's funny. We have an OG collector that people are starting to get to know who's been doing this since day one, since early 2000s. Hardcore doing this. In fact, it has been a big part of the reason people can't find the certain hot ticket item right now that everyone's looking for. That's no joke. And I am going to say it like that because I want people to know that this thing that's become transparent on Instagram and Facebook is not new. This has been happening with OG collectors for a long time. And artificial pumping or organic pumping, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I don't mind either. And I know Ian's gone. I don't. I don't mind either. If I have to do it myself or go to Amazon and get something, I don't care. What does it matter? Poor Ian's gone. No, um, but what I mean by that is that it's happening everywhere. And people are putting out their cards. They're putting out cards that they have a specific stake in. And I think that's why we see a lot of people get upset in groups when certain cards are talked about. And they're like, man, those cards are garbage. Why don't you check out this set here? And then they happen to have everything from that set. <laughs> I think, you know, it's 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 very much the norm, especially when you have hard numbered pieces and there is a way to get on that side of that market. And I think people judging other people and being upset is not the way to go. I think the way to go is to be like, okay, well, they did that. I'm going to hit them up. I'll talk to them, see what they're interested in. They got that. If their prices are crazy, then I just won't ever deal with them. In fact, there was, you know, there's been multiple collectors and, and I'm friends with certain people where I would never trade or buy one single card from them. And I'm friends with them. I consider them buddies. Like we would get something to eat and hang out and I just, you know, whatever, chill. And I, you know, I'd beef their friend. I'd help them out, whatever, help them move for God's sakes. But I would never buy one single card or trade with them because they were a nightmare to deal with. And that doesn't make them any less or better of a person. Funny enough. It just, sometimes you don't line up. You know what I mean? Sometimes people value your stuff less. They value their stuff higher. It's just the mentality. You know what I mean? Sitting here and saying that they're wrong or they should be outed or, or, or you know, they're, they're doing it wrong. I'm doing it right. I think that leads down a very dangerous road. Like, I love that you did that thing with Moon Knight and you went to Beckett. I thought that was so cool, man, on Instagram. And it felt like in the moment. It was so awesome. Oh, golden. And, I, Golden, golden, Beckett, come on, golden. 
I just thought that was just the sickest thing to see that happen because I've, I've always wanted to be like, man, that'd be a good video. And when you did it, I was like, no way, because it's so fun to see. That's exhilarating. You know what I mean? We don't There's have a lot of card shows. Front desk. I saw you told me. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing to think about, right? With other card YouTube and content, there's not really – there's card shows. There's deals that can happen. It's thrilling, right? That excitement is there. We're just not there with Marvel cards yet. They're showing up. Like Spidey Jr. just went to Dallas and had that whole organic thing happen with uh, The Great Curator. And that was really exciting and thrilling to see. So I think all of this stuff is going to be more and more thrilling and more fun. And it's going to take a bunch of different personalities. And you know, to be honest, most of the people that I've met who are – doing the artificial or, or, or the hyping of things here and there. Um, they're fans of Marvel cards too. You know what I mean? As strange as that is to, as a paradox as that may be, they are fans and it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, I, I've talked a little too long, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I thought that that's kind of interesting to see the other side of it too, though. So I, I, I do think the there's, the far end of the spectrum of that artificial yeah. pumping, and I, 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 I just, I can't. I feel but like that's I'm, good, I feel like I'm, I'm giving in, uh, making Ian's day every time I say artificial pumping. But no, the, the, the extreme end of it, it, it has got to be what we saw in September with the shill bidding on eBay. That is, see, and that's illegal, right? Because that's right. fraud. And that's but, that's not that's not pumping. That's since, that's straight up fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the people that are doing that are two guys who believe they have a corner on the market of something and they went to eBay to put up cards there that didn't sell and they backed out from deals. Right. So a lot of things have happened in that regard. And that is people trying to get a stronghold of the hobby. But you know how you beat that? You don't beat that by being like, those guys are jokes. This is all wrong. Even if you do this, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. What you do is, like we're doing now, is having a civil discussion with friends from the community of people who cherish this hobby. You know what I mean? And then we tell each other, be like, hey, man, that eBay listing that's happening right now, uh, be careful. This eBay seller, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? That's right. what needs to be happening. And I think that's important. And does that happen happen does that have to happen on the wall of the group of MCCW or any Marvel group? No. Like to do that, sometimes those PSA announcements have to happen for very particular reasons because people are losing money and it's getting really bad. But there's also like that's why you come to the group and introduce yourself. That's why you make a community. That's why you have friends because you're going to hear the the hot take <laughs> as they say it. You know what I mean? Of what's going down in the hobby from friends, not from some random person in a group who's going to post their feelings about something because they had a bad experience or, you know, all this other stuff, negativity that comes with comments. It really is word of mouth. In, in my experience, ever the things I found out are always been through word of mouth, not like a Facebook post. You know what I mean? It's always been, hey, I found this out. I think we should be careful. And then that gets circulated. You know what I mean? I think that makes a lot of sense in my experience. That's just just my experience. Yeah, I mean, I think your um, 
you're lucky in that regard. You're able to have a lot more of those conversations, a lot more of those immediate conversations. I'm slightly hampered with time zones, so my only kind of unfortunately, main, yeah. yeah, my main and just just time, just generally in my day. You know, I'm just you know my main conduit to communicate with people is by posting on on the group, which is one of the reasons I set it up. You know, it was my it was my gateway into the hobby. You know, it was the way I yeah. Hobby, and you know, find a group of like-minded people to um uh, to talk about cards with and to trade with and to, you know, selling was 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 always part of it. But it was no, it's no, you know, it's not a buy-sell trade group, but primarily, you know, it's not it's not designed to be that. You know, I'd rather there were two, three posts about talking about cards to to every one that was selling. Unfortunately, it's the other way around these days. Um, just just because you know that that's kind of what. I think is is exciting about them. You know, you got to remember that you know whatever your reasons for collecting, um, if you are, and that and that's the other thing. Uh, um, just touching on something you said earlier, Billy. It's like you know, just you know, just. And I, I I posted about this on Instagram recently. The whole the whole real collector or the true collector phrase. I won't get going on down that rabbit hole necessarily because that's not the point I'm trying to make. But um, there is a school of thought that says: Are you a collector when you're just buying it to then sell it? Because surely you're just owning it for a period of time before you then pass it on. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, there is that distinction for a lot of people in their minds, um, whether you agree with it or not. You know, um, so um, so there's that. I don't know where I was going with that uh, train of thought, but um, but yeah, you're able to have a lot more of those immediate conversations, uh, which uh, which is cool. Um, and you know, I love it when I'm able to do that. But it's um, it's more it's more difficult if I guess if you're in different parts of the world i think to have that kind it's of a shame too because like most of my mornings shows, are up, which we don't get. uh yeah <laughs> no and it's a shame because most of my morning is like talking to you and G- gingy and then everybody else on the east coast <laughs> is, the, is early late late morning and then early afternoon late afternoon is everyone from the west coast so it's very much like uh-huh. and it's a global hobby so it's an You're interesting right in way and i'm right in the middle um so no, and it's true, and it's unfortunate, you know, and, and that's what always scares me about, like, new collectors in the hobby is I, I feel for them because I don't want them to be swindled and bamboozled by, like, the things, yeah. which which always really makes me yeah. sad because it's not fair, and, and it doesn't help the hobby longevity-wise because yeah. then they're here, and they're like, well, those guys were pricks. And they actually, I was talking to some, this is a crazy conversation. Um, I was talking to um, someone who's who's – very very high end, very very public figure, type of thing, and we were talking about uh, hobbies and, and cars and stuff Brad like Pitt. that. And it was Brad Pitt. He's so sexy. <sighs> and basically, I was talking to this person, and don't look at me like that. You know the sounds I make. And I was talking to him. Billy's laughing. And basically, he was. It was funny because he said he was like, he went into a card hobby, and everybody was. And the first thing the person said was like, man, everybody was mean. I mean, like really bad mean, like coming at me, saying stuff, saying this about I'm not a true collector, blah, blah, blah. And this is a person who had a lot of influence and a lot of ability to give good attention, positive attention to a hobby and to help all the hobbyists out there with their collections. And this particular card hobby totally missed 
this opportunity to have this kind of status collector in there because of their inability to evolve and grow and and to be welcoming and, and to put past certain biases um and I thought that was so sad to hear. And I, I just recently had that conversation like two weeks ago. And I was just like, man, it's crazy to get that kind of perspective from people. Um, it's strange. It's very strange for sure. Yeah, there's um, there's something. I'm just going to circle back slightly because it's just um, it's just occurred to me. Um, I'm not one of these delayed reaction kind of people because it takes me a moment to digest and then think through something. But um, I guess the one thing about the whole selling um, thing going back slightly is that People don't remember the people who are happen to be selling because they're trimming down the collections. You know, they don't remember that. What they remember is the people that, are, and and we know they're there because we see them. The people who are evidently predatory. Yes. And those are the and unfortunately those are the ones that stick in mind. There may be less than the number of fingers on your hand number of those people but because they're so ubiquitous that they've got you know deeper pockets and they you know they, they're buying a lot and doing a lot and you know you see them and then again you know they keep their heads down a lot of these these people and and unfortunately it just you know i think a lot of other people get tarred with the same brush because people just get a bit like uh and then they'll think that someone else is doing it as well and you know it's just it's just a really unfortunate thing that happens um but someone posted something the other day that that made me a little bit sad actually and it's it's made me it's, it's given me a lot of pause for thought um someone posted something now for various reasons i've always had a very firm rule not always it wasn't there for the first six to nine months of the groups uh that i don't want anyone to price bash someone else now there's been maybe one or two occasions where admin have had to step in when it's a brand new member who's trying to sell something for like three thousand pounds and it's a 50 cent card or something like that you know in that case you know it's a, it's a new member or you know we've said something because it's you know we've got kind of to protect the community a little bit but for the most part if someone's got a card that is is seen to be selling at two, three, four hundred dollars, and they, they list it for two thousand. It's on them. It's fine if it sells. Fine if it's not. If if it doesn't sell, then no one will buy it. But you know, I I, I brought that rule in that no one should price bash someone else's post because there was a very unfortunate incident where someone did get openly price bashed, um, and they left the group. And I just you know it's felt. You know that's not a very nice thing to do to someone. Doesn't matter what they're doing. Doesn't matter what they're selling. Especially when it was someone who was known to the group. It wasn't exactly someone new. It wasn't someone trying right. to take. You know. So this guy and um, am I out loud for one of you? By the way, because I can hear myself echoing back somewhere. Is that maybe with you, Norin? It's bizarre. I can hear myself echoing back somewhere. I'll, I'll mute myself while you're talking. Hopefully, yeah. No, it's, it's really strange. Anyway. Um, someone posted something the other day. He posted a card, and um, and someone went in, and someone else went in, someone else went in, and and the guy ended up posting something. He ended up take, changing his post, saying it's no longer for sale. Um, but he, he he made a comment that I'm trying to find now, so so bear with me. Um. I appreciate the love, but unfortunately, I will pull this soon as I can't even post a sale in the group and get much love. Mostly what I expected was this. It's sad. And I agree. You shouldn't have to think 
you shouldn't have to expect that. And the fact that someone is now expecting that posting an MCCW, I think is is just it just breaks my heart actually because i've always pushed for a community that doesn't do that that doesn't behave like that towards others um and it ties back into the thing that um i can't remember which one of you said it just now the phrase civil discussion it ties back into that um it unfortunately with facebook and with you know polarization on all kinds of levels both on and off the internet um and on and off you know whatever country you're in and whatever's happening in the IRL outside of the hobby. Um, people are much more polarised now um, and I just think there's a, a, there's that lack of uh, civil discussion. And we said it on an episode, that, I'll, I'll say it here now because it's on an episode that we've recorded but hasn't dropped yet, but it will drop before this one. And I said it last week, Norm, when we were talking, is that for, for me, the one thing that gets people excluded from groups and from the hobby is the conduct it's how you conduct yourself it's not what you collect it's not what you choose to sell it's how you conduct yourself and how you speak to others and how you relate to others um and for that for me that's a massive thing in 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 the groups and it always has been you know and i've pulled people up on their tone loads of times just because quite frankly it's just it doesn't do you a favor to 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 behave like that to someone else where they feel I expected that I was going to get this flack and I find it really sad because you shouldn't have to. <laughs> you shouldn't have to. Anyway, and I'm, yeah. I don't know what I was answering there. I don't know what point I was answering, but you've got me, you've got me in, a, in, a, in a thinking mood, so that's what came out. Well, we could skip down to the bottom then and kind of make an easy segue because the, 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 one of the points I, I wanted to make was that people should remember the... The person you offend today is going to have the card you need tomorrow. Yes, and I will. I will say there's another way of saying that: never <laughs> where you eat. Yeah. Quite frankly, so you know, I, I saw it the other day. I saw someone else post uh, post a comment and said, "Oh, such and such commented." I wouldn't have known. Hashtag blocked. Because people are blocking Whoa. each other left, right, and center. This you know guy. I mean? Right but, here, but it's just yeah. In in some cases, I you know, I, I I agree it's, it's warranted, but I think the number of people who have just chosen to use the block button now just because other people have different different opinions and approaches about things, that's different. Is, that's different, yeah, and that yeah. is, that is different. So I know that's different. different. That makes sense. You, yeah. I only block people when it becomes a problem. Well, like when people <laughs> attack me, like if people attack me personally, yeah. or. You know, send me a message to cuss me out or are purposely looking at my wall to crop pictures and post another groups to make fun of me. Like, that's the only reason I've ever blocked people. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, it, it's been I've been here for a little while. So, you know, things happen or whatever. But it's never been opinions. I, you know, I, I, I have different opinions than everybody. Every, you know, everyone has different opinions. It's never been about that. But when it becomes like safety and pure aggravation every interaction there is yeah i don't want to be attached to that person in any way not socially not physically nothing you know what i mean i wouldn't say hi to a neighbor i detest you know what i mean like kind of faulty kind of stuff is that um i think the truth is there has been situations for me where people who 
really upset me um, through personal attacks. I stopped talking to and blocked and, you know, they have gotten cards that I wanted. And quite frankly, they can just keep them. You know what I mean? I've never reached out to them. I've never grabbed from them. I've, I just don't buy them. They're no longer needed for my collection. My, my And this is my, my kind of point on this and then I'll stay quiet because I've been talking too much. There will never be a card on anywhere never never be a card that i wanted so badly that i would compromise my principles never in a million years and that's the difference being an a-hole and being mean to people just because you have a personality problem or whatever that's a problem because you're going to find yourself very alone on that island. I'm not talking about anybody specific. I mean, just like leaning towards more what we're talking about, less on the extreme side, which is that, you know, if you if you are interacting with people and you are rude, why would anyone want to trade with you? Which is, I believe, what Billy is saying. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is a hobby Look, you're not nice to people because eventually they'll have something you want from them. That's not being nice. That's being strategic. Um, and yes, that exists in the hobby. And that is something to think about, especially with hobbyists of all hobbies. Right. That's 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 part of the life in a strange way. But I would personally, you know what I mean, would, you know, I'm nice to everyone. Not because eventually they can give me something. And, you know, I don't think anybody should be like that in the groups. You're nice to people because, you know what, if it was someone you love or yourself, you'd want people to be nice to you. And that's it. Right. Anyway, that went yeah. off on a tangent, but I, no, I know what you mean. I, I think what we're talking about is is making better decisions when it comes to interacting with people and, and not flying off the handle and and. Ha- being able to have, like we've said multiple times throughout this uh, podcast, that civil discussion, right? Two people who are able to have a civil discussion, they're, they're never going to find themselves hitting the block button on each other. This is true. Yes, and, this and, is true. And, 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 and people who are unable to have that civil discussion are going to find that, that their, their hobby world is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And they're going to, and they're going to feel less and less connected to the cards and to the rest of the community. Yeah. And that's, that's doing a disservice to your interest, to your passion, because majority of us, that, that's what we have for this. It's not just an interest. It's not just a liking. It's not just uh, a boredom. It's a passion. And and in order to be true to that, we need to be fully immersed in, in uh, and I don't mean fully immersed, like like we need to actively participate because there's plenty of great collectors. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. well, that, that like they just they lurk in the shadows and they're just not social creatures and that's totally fine too. But if you are going to engage and interact with people, then, then you need to hold yourself to a certain standard and, and, and be able to have that civil discussion and be able to walk away from a difference of opinion and be able to agree to gr- disagree um, 100%. without there being mudslinging and without, you know, cause obviously you're talking about some situations that are extreme where, where, where personalities just are, are out of control. But then Ian's also mentioned that it, it seems like there's some people where they have a, their, their block button has a hair trigger with the amount of people mm. that they have. Blocked. Like, yeah. Oh, block. yeah. oh, I don't like that block. Oh, you said, yeah. you said, you said rogue looks stupid in, in that card block. 
You know, like that's ridiculous. I don't know if it gets that simple, but yeah, it just yeah, you, you just create yeah. your own echo chamber then. And, but I think you also cut yourself off from so much. You know, you you you're closing yourself off to opportunities, which is why, you know, which is why I've you know I've always been about uh, as as a crude example, just um, you know, groups that just only allow trading within the US. Or sellers or traders who only do do trades within the US. I just think you're, you know, it's a choice at the end of the day. But but by making that choice, you're closing yourself off. Um, but when it, Friday, when, it when it yeah, but when it does it yeah, but when you do it on mass, you know, when it's on mass, when it's your USP or whether it's your thing that you'll only trade within your own territory, and that's the reason that the group you know exists. I think it just does a disservice to to. Collectors. It's gross. So even there's, in the same land, like Canada left. and Mexico. Yes. There's a reason we left all those years ago. Well, yeah, there's a reason we won. We left. There's a yeah. reason yeah. Yeah. we, we won. left all those years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, it's so dark. Uh, I'll think, I'll think oh, gosh. Um, I, think, um, I think what's funniest, too, is like, and I'm sure, Billy, you've had to have this kind of stuff because of your channel too man how many like international collectors have we known now i mean yeah of course ian taylor you know the master himself but like man i know people in austria uh, new zealand mm. uh portugal spain italy. it's like I, italy. I regularly comments on my videos good morning from afghanistan wow Yay. that's just so cool man so and uh china right japan i mean there's some like amazing asian collectors out there who are just like probably probably some of the biggest marvel car collectors are uh, mcu collectors and marvel car collectors exist the australian in Asia. ones tend to be pretty intense australian Lovely ones fun, are a- andrew uh yeah. andrew lund the printing plate guy he's oh, yeah, in yeah. australia yeah yes, andrew yes, yes there's um andrew morrow geez. as well Yes, that's right. That's right. Andrew Morrow. That's who I'm thinking about. Um, man, there's some amazing collectors everywhere. It's just a shame to have it in U.S. only. Seems kind of detrimental to yeah. to, to to your collection and to your so that, ability. That's to... kind of one end of the spectrum. But I guess if yeah. you're doing the bot button, you create your own little island, <laughs> whereas yeah. just you and the really people. Right. That you're with. Um, <laughs> so you know, um, and I think yeah. it just it just narrows your field of vision a little bit. I don't know. Unfortunately. You know. So, so to kind of to kind of wrap up the, the 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 last two things we were talking about, and uh, you know, you brought up the price bashing thing that that we that we saw the, uh, last month. <laughs> I, I always uh, I always get you know because you guys were when I listened to the to the one with Travis, you guys were talking about this is the first one of the year, and you kept saying last year. Oh you know, but, yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah. We called yeah. it like two days before Christmas, and we were like, <laughs> and, we, and we were we were all really confused. <laughs> I was really was confused. I was really confused. I was just bewildered by Travis's beard because it was just like ah, so glorious. much more glorious than glowing. it had been the previous well, year. Well, the same thing happens to me because uh, my my. My Wednesday videos, I, I never do them on Wednesday anymore. I don't do them live mm. anymore. And so I do them previously. And whether so I get tripped up talking about, oh, hey, happy Wednesday and, and <laughs> you know, referencing. But I'm thinking to myself, um, you guys are you guys were saying like, oh, it's it's 2022. Uh, but what about like three years from now and it's 2025 and someone's listening to that one for the first time, you know? So like, it's totally arbitrary. It means nothing, you know, saying that like it's 20, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because somebody (laughs) could listen to it. You know, I mean, I I think 
nobody's listening to it in the past, but everybody's listening to it after it's been made. So whether you say it's January oh, yeah, or February, course. you know. But yeah. but <laughs> I don't know, we just... stopped saying what episode number it was. We very quickly stopped doing right, that. But, yeah, yeah, that was over. Episode three or four. <laughs> the mental, <laughs> the mental uh, aerobics required to like you know uh, speak in 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 the context of of when it is now versus when this will be will be airing. You know, but yeah. So last month when I when I say you know uh, the the podcast that you did with Travis. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so anyway, the, the point I was getting to before I went off on that tangent, I think I get the tangents. Tangents are good. Tangents are good. Uh, was, so I have it written down, right? I'm not just, I'm going to say it exactly how it's written down. If you don't like the song, change the station. And, and I think that kind of covers a lot of bases when we were talking about the price bashing, when we were talking about someone's opinion as a collector or something like you have the freedom to just keep scrolling or put your like, device down and walk away. It's so simple. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Some people feel so challenged by a notion or, or a concept that they have to participate. And, and you know, it's also like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yes. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. I would also add to that, that they are the, the meme. I'm going to be bleeping quite a lot this episode and it's mainly me. I'm going to be bleeping, which probably says more about me than it does about anything else. But the other thing to bear in mind is the wonderful meme. Everyone is dealing with their own problems. Try not to be a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you can, you can pretend whatever word you want was said there. Folks. Yeah. But it, it is true. But it's true, you know. It's like I think it is true, and I and I think another guy. thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to be that person because it just makes you look bad. It really does. Even if you're talking like major logic, and people are like, "Yes," it still makes you look like that person. And I think also to have like a group of people where you all like you have really similar opinions and you could group you can group you can group chat someone or hit someone up specifically be like do you believe this you know what i mean like i think there i think that's really healthy too because it lets you kind of like vent privately you know what i mean and then kind of just move on with your life and if you have to have that kind of uh knee-jerk reaction you know what i mean a lot of, a lot of people post for different reasons a lot of people argue for different reasons a lot of people do this kind of stuff for whatever reason it is and and i don't know i think it's like you know get your issues off the road man you know what i mean like that's kind of what it comes down to for me don't don't be reactive online live don't yeah. go live in the heat of the moment when you're angry about something because <laughs> it rarely rarely puts you in a good light no, unfortunately, it doesn't. And 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 look, like Noren said, it's it's very healthy to to see something that that upsets. And look, I'm not saying that I I don't see things that upset me or bother me or or make me think, or make me want to participate in a conversation that could probably lead to a bad place or an unhealthy place. But it's really really healthy to have individuals that you can just go to in a private chat and be like, "Hey man, did you see this? Like, I, 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 this is make this is making me feel a certain way. Is it just me?" I love that. It's this just is important. Me a funny tingle in my tummy. What should I do? <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> my mind. 
<laughs> You've been the dog, worst. Dog, <laughs> I can't take they're him both, anywhere, Billy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Heads. They're both shaking their heads. It's okay. <laughs> after the six minute, after the sixty minute mark, Ian generally turns into a, a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good, very good, very good. Um, so the last thing, and and this is, I think this is why I mentioned tra- uh, the, tra- uh, Travis being there. Um, last month and, and it kind of being fresh in their minds and, and it was a great if anybody if people haven't listened to the to the upper deck uh podcast that was very good um helpful and and reinforced a lot of things that we already knew and it was nice to hear him talk about things uh in in, in, a, in a way that we don't usually hear from upper deck on like a, a public scale as far as like announcing things um but upper deck is not the source of our problems Right. Like, so, yeah, I, I think that, that that episode really, really reminded us that uh, that any, any issues we have, whether it's announcing release dates. Well, they can't announce release dates if they're not sure when the product's going to be available. Right. Any kind of announcements in general, like uh, the they mentioned the the no way home set. Yeah, they can't announce a No Way Home set because of the implications with the film's release and because of Disney and Sony. So that's not their fault. Um, general production availability of the cards. There is a worldwide paper shortage. That is not Upper Deck's fault. No. Band character list. Again, strings pulled by Disney. Not their fault. Yeah. And and, and I think when you consider the the landscape. Of 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 the world and the economy and 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 production and manufacturing, Upper Deck's really done a great job. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's crazy. It's crazy when you really put it in perspective. Like, what's been going on for the last two years? You know what I mean? And how much Upper Deck has done product wise and card wise and release wise. I mean, that's that's pretty spectacular when you put it into that frame of mind. Um, I think people get pissed off and I think they try to find a person to blame rather than understanding that circumstances that can be prevented. Um, yeah, I agree. That was, that it was, it was really fun for Ian and I to make that episode and to hear them. Like we knew stuff because, you know, they've mentioned in the past or they've had like group meetings or stuff like that, or, you know, logic, uh, kind of told us that, well, that must be part of this problem. You know what I mean? But it was really cool to hear them. And I think what's always been really fun from my perspective, talking upper deck, whether people are fans or not, has always been, man, they actually like really, really appreciate the value. They really, they really are proud of their work. You know what I mean? They really do want their work to be great. They really put a lot like we, you know, we've spoken in the past to the person who designs these sets and it's so cool to hear them be like, I'm so glad I have this job. This is so fun to do, you know, because you wouldn't want that job to be with anybody else. You want it to be with people who maybe are not like hardcore fans, but at least someone who understands the the the, the importance and the, the excitement and the fun that the job brings. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's where it's where they're excited to 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 like, oh yeah, we have this really cool idea, and if it comes off, it's going to really like people are going to really yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's it's that like they're thinking of of the reaction of the collector, you know, two three steps down the line, you know, two three four five six months down the line, depending on what it may be, you know, even at the design stage. I mean, what a lot of people fail to realize is that a lot of the products are an eighteen month to two two year 
stage from Super Yeah, Super which is crazy. Yeah, you know, you know they they'll be planned, budgeted, designed, built, approved. You know all that stuff long before they go to print. Long, yeah. long before they're actually made. You know that's that's kind of the last <laughs> last aspect of it. You know, then um, it's 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 very much at the end of the end of the thing. So um, so yeah. So there's stuff coming that you know they know about that they can't tell us about and the, yeah. and the and the great thing is is that they're they're comfortable and able um enough to give us that exclusive where they will tell us about stuff that they haven't even solicited publicly right you know so we're, we're very fortunate in that regard you know they don't they don't have to do that at all you know we'd just be guessing but you know to know there's a Fleer ultra set coming up featuring the avengers to know oh, there so is cool. another one coming up after that featuring who knows who yet yeah to know yeah. That, yeah, to know there's going to be a flare too it's not off the cards to know there's going to be an anime too oh know. man I, I i love the the, the concept of the flare set and how it's an ensemble with the art and it's original but you get to see all these different styles um re- that's really exciting to see i love that yeah. set. that was have a you really gone in there set. with flare yet have you opened any have i yeah 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 i've opened about seven or eight boxes yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Beast. And, and Beast. the those tier sixes. That's a that's a tough chase. Those are tough. Yeah. Those have always been tough. Yeah, I think those I've are always them, been tough. But I think I got them redeemed, so I don't have the achievement, which is the what the Magneto card. That Magneto achievement. achievement. Yeah. That so I never have that. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll never wow. have that. I'll, you know what? I'm fine with not having that. That's okay. It's um, a beautiful card. But I'm sure. It is. Who did I'm the sure art for that Magneto? Do we know? Oof. I forget. Was it Pavlik or, or, or Geist? I don't I think, think it was Geist. Geist. No, I don't think Geist it was. is so good. Was it Pavlik uh, then? I think you might it be is. right. I think it is. You, the, you might um, be right. The Moon Knight that Geist did. Now having you know, the, that's the, a killer it, it card. It grows on me so Holy much more crap. every time I see that it. That is a killer card. And I was having another butcher's at um, Dave Palumbo's Moon Knight the other day oh, yeah. and Beautiful. just like looking at it again and just like because it's never really a character I got into I tried I really tried to get into him in the comics and I have a feeling it's going to be one of these characters that I get into on the live version of it and nice. have the appreciation for him in the live version of it um, but I've always dug the aesthetic and the look and there was a fantastic dialogue that I saw between Bill Sinkevich and Joe Jusko where they were talking to each other about how they worked on Moon Knight and like the the challenges that they had with what was and wasn't allowed and what was and wasn't preferred in terms of how they depict the character, um, wow. and I won't, I won't go into it because it was it was um, a I can't remember it and b it was on their own personal things where they were talking to each other so I'm not sure how public domain it it, it should be but it was just fascinating like the whole like. You know, Bill posted a long I mean a long if he printed out it would have been two sides um, um, story about when he was working at Marvel on Marvel stuff and Joe recounted wow. similar experiences and it was just brilliant watching them talk about it anyway so uh, just by the by but it's been Moon Knight all over the place the week that we're recording this so pretty cool uh, for obvious reasons so yeah and yeah. Bill's work on Moon Knight was incredible if, if you've seen any of it yeah his cover work his inside work Sinkovich well, uh, art has always been some of my favorite art, but to see him do Moon Knight, I mean, oh. he's really known for new for new mar- new mutants. But man, when you see him do Moon Moon Knight, oh, is it's that dazzling. an MM? 
Is that uh, what it yeah, is? Yeah, I have a feeling right. it's MM93, I want to say. I'm just flicking through. I um, thought it was 08. No. It may know. it might be 07, but I have hmm, what is There's it? a Bill Sinkovich Moon Knight card. There is. I don't remember what it. year. Yeah. It's a masterpiece card too. It is. I just don't uh, remember. I'm looking for it. And it's not so it's not it's not 93. That was my first thought. It's it's 07 then it must be. I thought it was 07. I don't know why yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you, you're probably correct. I mean, I should know it if it's 07, because 07 is my my OG. Um, Man, my, my Marvel baby. Masterpieces 07, oh. 08 gold borders. Those cards are nice. Aren't those cards nice, Billy? I just think they're so 07. pretty. 07, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 07 gold oh, borders. Yeah. You're looking at it? I'm looking at it. Just good in there. Oh, man. Such Thank goodness nice. for alphabetical order. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's yeah, um, so. it's oh seven. It's a stunning image. It's oh seven. Yeah. There it is. And there's the gold border. Isn't that amazing? Excuse me. Damn. That's a card. Bill. And um, I know you don't listen, but if you're listening, <laughs> um, we love it. Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. Bill Sinkovich was awesome. Cool. He was such an honor to speak He's to that guy. Lovely, lovely, lovely guy. I haven't, I haven't gotten back, that, that far back yet. Oh yeah, we spoke to we spoke to Sinkovich. It was awesome because he did he did sketch cards back in the day. A lot of people don't so. know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For yeah, he actually uh, for ninety seven. Oh, he too. did some. Yeah, he did some for ninety seven. He did five for seven, I think. Yep. Someone told They're me. They're sick. I've seen them. They're just yeah. stunning. But yeah. Stunning. So, but from one bill, we appreciate immensely to another. <laughs> He's in the room with us now. Uh, it's it's funny. Wasn't... It's it's corny. When I used to 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 wait tables, I would say, uh, "I'm the first and the last thing you get." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, also, when he was a rent boy. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. I'm just getting, I'm just getting cold, hard stairs. So we'll move on. We'll edit that out. No, I'll edit that out. Um, Billy, what else has been going on before we shoot off into the distance? How have you been? I have been, well, trying to... Uh, to keep carrying on and get ready for Spider-Man Metal whenever it comes. That's a uh, that's one set I, I really counted on it being uh, it, it coming in December. And so when it didn't come in December, I kind of had to make some adjustments on the fly. And the last couple of weeks, I've I've had to have some some help on the channel with other people coming on and opening things, which uh, I'm very grateful for Keith Boyle from I want more comics in Thornton, Colorado. That'll be my, my payment to him for, for coming is plugging his uh, shop. Uh, He's been very grateful about, or he's been very generous about coming on the channel and opening some boxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a great guy and he's always been a supporter of the channel, but as far as the Wednesdays, I've been waiting for Spider-Man Metal. I'm I'm very excited about it. Um, and then Marvel on the Brain's kind of on a hiatus right now, having trouble getting players. So maybe this will be a good opportunity uh, for me to send the send the call out to the masses. Yeah, get on uh, it, people. It, we're 
you know, the, the, the show is the show is ready to go. It just needs people to come and play. So I'm excited about that. I haven't given up on it yet. I know it's been a while since uh, since the last episode, but from, from the response to it was very positive. Uh, people, you know, people tell me it's awesome. like new people uh, find me on Instagram. They're like, oh, hey, I love the trivia show. So that's that's cool. very encouraging. And uh, and I assure everybody that when we come back, there will be uh, music, a, a, a light jingle while we're while we're waiting for the contestants to answer their questions, because <laughs> in my rewatching that dead air is it can, it can be painful. <laughs> but, it's, it's quite weird when you're playing it as well. <laughs> well, you know, I like it, man. We're I was, we're, we're, we're developing. It, yeah, it's, it's a growing it's thing. Look, it's it's just like my channel in general. If you go back to the earlier videos, uh, I, I was a mess, and and with the camera setups, and I, I think it's come a long way. But it's exciting to. I, I do feel like I'm, I'm really, kind of sewn into the community now. Um, it's cool to be uh, to to be known and to be res- you know respected. I, all I did was you know open a bunch of boxes and and all of a sudden you know people are uh, consider me an authority. But yeah, but you're, you're yourself, awesome, brother. You're yourself, and that's the thing with anything on social, especially is uh, people are drawn to to authenticity. That's what they seek right. first and foremost, you know, and that will always that will always float to the top. I try. I try. And I like I mentioned in my post, you know, before the end of the year about uh, about my excitement and about us all trying to like how we should all stay that excited, how we should all get so excited when we when we pull something good that we run out of the room screaming like a maniac and come back in shaking and grabbing the dog in front of the screen because we're so excited <laughs> or uh, or like when we hit that Psylocke on 96, Norn. I mean, shaking the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 96 so, so on, on one of the last packs in 96 we uh mystique and psylocke are probably two of the the hardest base cards to, God, that to come by beautiful. i think um, yeah. mystique i think i only need five more that's one of them. so we hit the mystique and then and then uh i was like wow the mystique it, it, she's almost as hard as to get a psylocke and they're like do, do, you, do you have a psylocke and i'm like no i don't have a psylocke and they're like well you're gonna get it on the next one and lo and That's behold, crazy. the very next card was Psylocke. And we all collectively lost our minds. It's amazing. Care of Noah. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful card. It's a great card. That Psylocke's yeah. amazing. Really amazing. I think 96, man. I loved you opening up the 96. That was so important when you did it. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Julie Bell, baby. Julie Bell, Silver Surfer. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'd love to get that piece. <laughs> It's just a beautiful card. Um, no, I think it was so important when you came on the scene, too, because no one had really been opening. Um, you know, you had Random Collector. You had some other people who were kind of opening up some boxes here and there who were really good. Um, but no one had really, like, thought about, OK, here's my channel. This is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So when you got on the scene, I was so excited because, like, there's certain boxes you can't open. You know what I mean? Because they're hard to find and stuff yeah. like that. And you got them pretty early, uh, right at the hype of all this stuff, and really built up a community on your channel. And you know, we got to meet and hang out and talk, and you know, we we talk quite frequently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I just think it's great, man. I'm so glad you're here. And that's the other thing too to think about, right? It's like. Man, you know, yeah, the Marvel card hobby audience got bigger, but 
I've made some really new, awesome friends, and I've been oh, having yeah, this time absolutely. of my life. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I, I think it's. I just love it. I'm so. I'm so glad you're here, man. You do such a good job, and I love everything you do, brother. I really. And Thank your you. knowledge, man, is insane. It's so funny. So Billy and I were talking on the phone about something, and I said, "Oh, that's the first set of this," and he was like, "Oh yeah. Well, wait a minute. Didn't they do this in here?" And I looked off to the side. And I was like. This is not the first time Billy has absolutely. Oh, it was uh, <laughs> schooled hand, me. Hand, hand numbered cards. That's it. Hand numbered cards because we we're talking about the metallurgy, and I was like, "Isn't that oh, the yeah. first time hand numbered cards?" And he was like, "Nope." Yeah, and look at Ian's face, and he's like, "No," because I have a terrible memory. Like it's I know the, the certainly one of the Rittenhouse sets, did it? Yeah. No, the twenty sixteen Jusco autos. Twenty sixteen Jusco, and then you have the also the Marvel now out of ten. It's like a red number on him. I forget what they yeah. insert. But the first set where Rittenhouse did the comic cuts and they were oversized, they were handled. Yeah, that's right. The begin- that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's um, right. So and I totally forgot. But that's kind of like always the thing with Billy, right? Is that Billy's wealth of knowledge and historical accuracy, even in comic books and cards, is – I mean that's what made the game show so much fun in all seriousness. Like it wasn't – I mean your personality is awesome. And but it, it makes it, not past tense. Killed, it is coming it back. <laughs> It was a blast. Get on it, yeah. And then when you challenged me on the, the 90 MU. Oh, that was hilarious. I was dying. I was dying. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's right. So, Billy, where, tell, tell uh, this is the moment where you can pimp. Um, where can people find you? What do people want to do if they want to be on Marvel on the Brain? Well, you can message me on Facebook, watch me open. You can message me on Instagram. Uh, it's watch underscore me underscore open. Or you can leave a comment on one of the videos on YouTube where I am also watch me open. And you can go to watchmeopen.com to get linked directly to my YouTube page because I'm not popular enough on YouTube yet where I'm allowed to create my own YouTube link. Well, we need to sort that out. What do you need? 100, 200? You need 100. 1,000. 1,000. No, it's not. It's less than that because we got one for the um for for this podcast. Not that we use the YouTube much anymore, but um we we had to have a hundred, and we've got a bespoke URL. They must have changed it. Oh wow! Well, we got in at the right time then. Yeah, it's a thousand <laughs> now. Yeah, because I think we're about three hundred and thirty something. I saw the other day when I was on there, and I was like, "Well, that's nice. That went up nicely, considering we haven't put anything on there for like yeah. a year." Um, but um, but hey ho, brilliant. Well, Billy, I I loved um, even though I was tired and a bit drunk on at least one of the episodes. Um, I loved being on that show. So thank you for having me. Oh, you were great. If it wasn't for uh, for Tony's absolute monster season, you would have you would have been in the Tony, finals. But Tony is encyclopedic knowledge of stuff as well. It's it's He's crazy. Because I I I ordered it, and James was the dark horse. He was he was pulling out some crackers as well. But but Tony, with all the characters he's drawn over the years, he's he knows some stuff. He Look, knows. and James, what an outstanding job he did with chronicling the the, the comic sources from X Men Metal. Yes, yes. You know, yes. for, for for anybody who's listening that that isn't aware, one of the group members, James Edel, he he found the 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 comic that the Source, that all yeah. the art was from for every card that in was X-Men awesome Metal. 
and and and, and it's now in the group in in an album like so it's it's a matter of historical record now like so anytime anybody so if you want to pair a card that you like from that set with with the comic that the art came from you have the ability to do it now because of james yep that was a light rule love yep that was awesome i kept seeing that post and i was like this guy's on fire it was amazing i wonder who's gonna do that for he has to do that for spider maybe he will but it might not be james it might be someone else might be someone else I can't wait. Now that's that's the one that will. Um, yeah, I mean you that's forget. No one and I have seen something that shouldn't yet be seen from that. Yeah, really pressed no, for information. I, I didn't forget. He totally pressed. Me I on didn't that. forget. I totally he remember. I totally put both of you on the on the proverbial rack to try to stretch <laughs> out enough to, to squeal. Tell us. Ah, ah. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say something that would completely give it away then, but I'm not going to. Because you gotta you know, Billy more. That's just well, that's you know, just the name of the game. We wouldn't want anyone to put you on the spot or let the cat out of the bag. So anyway. Oh f- I just said it. Damn. Did you hear that? Can't be trusted. I'm I not the weakest link. I just I want people trusted. to know that. Okay, it's not me. I might have to people. Black cat is in Spider-Man metal. Yeah, newsflash. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Pretty dangerous information to be out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think Spider-Man might be in that set? <sighs> Tough. What what tough to say. <laughs> I think it's odds? too close to call. If the, if Peter Porker Spider Ham isn't in that set, then oh. quite frankly, I'm. I think he is. I think he was in some of the. He's the in the sheet, sheet, I think. Is yeah. he? Oh, yeah. this is how much attention I've been paying. <laughs> well, no, that might have been uh, Spider Verse, where I saw him on the cell sheet. I hope he's in there. I, yeah, I, he's in I, 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 I do think I in in the the promotional material that was on Beckett. I saw it. Wow, wow. that's cool. Wow. I love it. That's going to be fun. As Peter I Porker. I can't wait, Captain. Peter I can't wait. I can't wait. Lovely. All right. I suppose we better um, we better go. Billy, um, you haven't done it yet, but uh, you're going to be uh, introing this episode. Oh. Just, perfect. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. You, you're not going to recycle my other intro? Uh, I, did you do an intro before? Then yeah. yes. Uh, we'll recycle this that. This is embarrassing. Ian. Oh, I don't How could I, you not remember? It's, I, look. It's it's almost wow. four o'clock and I haven't yet had I an remember. alcoholic drink. So yeah, you know, give me a break. Okay. I'm probably <laughs> the only person to ever do the intro that that, that shouted out their mother. <laughs> uh, this guy uh, right here. Dear. Yeah. Well, listen. If you want to do an intro and shout out someone else's mother, you're more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> <sorry. laughs> oh dear. Um, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up. Um, and Billy, um, you can take us uh, out, Billy. Say if you want to. Okay. Uh, once uh, I've said, once I've no. Let me just say these words. I'll, I'll do the usual. I'll do the usual. Um, and um, and say rate, review, and subscribe to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast. We're needy. We need you. We need you to click that button. We need you to hit the thumb. We need you to like us because, quite frankly, we're 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 needy people. Um, me more than knowing probably um wherever you get oh, your podcasts and on our social media channels on facebook instagram and the twitter find us at the mcc pod you can send us an email people do sometimes send us emails knowing i'm sure i've got at least one to read out um at the know. mcc pod uh the mcc pod at gmail.com even and um yeah 
Or you can leave us a voicemail, but I'm not going to say that link because, quite frankly, no one ever does, and it's too long a link to say on air. So with that, uh, this has been tremendous. Billy, thank you for having the idea and, and coming on. Uh, you're welcome back any time. Doors always thank open. you. There's Thank you. An empty chair for you. I'm I'm waiting for that that uh that third appearance to put me on top. Well, it'll it'll be coming. We need to get we need to get we need to get you in there. Three is the magic number, as always. Billy, <laughs> it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>